This is Matthew. Welcome back to King of Hearts, Queen of Sorrows, my uh, recipher review show where I talk about Mobile Fighter G Gundam. I'm going to be talking about episode 20 this time, which is George Beat the Nightmare. I'm doing my best not to stray into recap territory, but I'm a little worried that I will. So uh, if you catch me doing that, uh, yeah, sorry. Anyway, so the first thing I wanted to talk about is all the visual elements of the episode because there are a lot of good visual elements. Uh, they're in the Gan Highlands, and it makes for incredible shots in my perspective. Uh, I, I keep meaning to look into who directed these episodes, and I actually think I looked into it early on uh, when I was starting King of Hearts, Queen of Sorrows, but it was very difficult to figure out who directed which episodes. I think there was just kind of a listing of all the directors in general. If you're enjoying the video version, you'll be seeing these, but there's a really great shot of Ray where she pulls up on her pink, uh, like, hover motorcycle again, and she sees George and um, the butler. I can't remember his name at the moment. Uh, and then there's a great shot of uh, uh, Rose Gunham kind of looking out at the sunset. I'm assuming George is in there and just thinking about how hard things are for him. Um, and then uh, Doom Moon and Rainer together, and... Um, Man, the butler comes along again out of the shadows and he throws something at Dome and he cuts it. It was a really cool moment. Uh, and then finally, when um, George finds them all over at, his, at uh, Dome's camp, uh, Schwartz is looking at them from the other side of this little river. And just, it's an interesting shot because, again, we're getting to see all the scale of the uh, the Gundams. And, I don't know, just the landscape for the Gana Highlands really does a lot to highlight it. And I, I kind of feel like they probably had a, somebody different directing um, or composing the shots, or, you know, maybe doing the, uh, not thumbnails, what are they called? Uh, screenshots, no, pre-visualization, animatics, it's the 2D version of animatics that don't move, um, come on, somebody help me. Storyboarding, ha, yes, storyboarding, so, uh, I wonder who the storyboard artist was. My point is, though, that it all looks really good. So then we get this, uh, Mirage Gundam piloted by this Jean-Pierre Mirabeau and, uh, well, anyway, I'll, I'll get back to Jean-Pierre Mirabeau, but, um, I thought his Gundam looked really cool and I like the shot they use, like at the very beginning of the episode where they show, uh, his Gundam and, uh, George is in front of it in the foreground scared and the Gundam's holding Jean-Pierre on its hand like they do sometimes in the show and I just think it's a really great visual. All right, wrapping up my discussion of the visuals, this is a real cool shot of them in, like, George's tent, and they're serving breakfast or wine or whatever, and uh, Rain's there, and it's just, it looks really cool. Uh, finally, uh, the butler uh, is at this bar. It looks like a bar. And apparently he ordered coffee. Now, this isn't more, this is less visuals and more just kind of, I'm pivoting away from talking about the visuals, talking about the writing. I find it very strange that he's drinking coffee. And I looked at the subtitles, and I'm pretty sure the subtitles I have are accurate to the Japanese because they'll show me, like, you know, John Bull Gundam is actually, um, well, it's John Bull Gundam in the, uh, in the Japanese version, but in the English version, it's, um, whatever Noble Chapman's Gundam is. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that in the Japanese, he was actually drinking coffee too, but that doesn't really make sense. He doesn't seem hungover or anything though the next day, so maybe he was. I don't know. Uh, one other thing, I looked up the Gana Highlands, and I think it's supposed to be a real location on Earth, and I believe it's in South America, so I was pleased to see these South American-looking guys in the bar with him. So pivoting to talking about the writing in the show, um, really the 
I don't know. I guess it's the main plot. It's the A plot is that George is his encounter with the Dark Gundam has reminded him of the awful uh, events that happened with Jean-Pierre at this qualifying uh, match or come qualifying battle. Gosh, what do you call it? Like a tournament to see who would represent Neo-France. And uh, Jean-Pierre would like he was a dirty fighter. He would basically cause his. Uh, fellow combatants to be at risk of hurting the crowds and then he kind of went well he the the emperor said you know what you're a dirty fighter you're dishonorable i'm giving the victory to disans and he went ahead and t- attacked um like the crowd and it was really bad and you know george had trouble with that but it was something that he'd kind of dealt with until encountering the dark gunman in such a profound way in um in Shinjuku. Shinjuku, rather. So just like Chibity and Sai, and uh, I guess, you know what? Uh, um, the Neo-Russia fighter didn't really go, Argo didn't really go through a similar arc where he was terrified or haunted by the Dark Gundam. And I think that's kind of interesting. Right? Because, yeah, he didn't. That's, that's interesting. He's an outlier in that respect for some reason. I wonder if uh, anything's going to come up with him and uh, being afraid of the Dark Gunnam or having issues from encountering the Dark Gunnam in a future episode. But I think pretty much by the preview I saw of what episode 21 is going to be, like, this is all coming to a close, so that shouldn't happen. Anyway, the way that they handled it with George, that it's reminding him of this awful thing that happened, and then you have this other Gundam fighter coming in um, so that Domu isn't having to fight against George, but then you know Domu steps in and helps him. Uh, and beyond that, um, there's this lesson for George to learn that he has to face the darkness inside of him. Uh, I, I don't really understand why he was going rogue and... Becoming so, I mean, maybe he was kind of projecting Pierre onto these other people because he did want to kill Pierre at the end of the episode here, uh, but he didn't. And, hmm, because this all is function. So the uh, the training in the Gaina Highlands arc is really um, focused on or centered around uh, Domun learning how to control his super mode. To that end, it had him facing off against these challenging combatants and kind of getting back into the swing of battle and not focusing on his rage. And he's being more ponderous, which not the good. He's being more contemplative about what it means. And uh, when George is going rogue using his uh, <laughs> anger and hate to uh, be victorious over Maribo, um, and he's getting to the point where he's actually going to kill him, uh, Domun steps in. Domun steps in and helps George to regain his composure and his desire for um, for George to be calm and his the tactic he took, the approach he took of coming up and grabbing him and just trying to stop him uh, was able to unlock the super mode for him. And uh, it's really neat because um, George was shocked by the super mode and Domun was and it serves the dual purpose there of showing Domun or giving him an inkling of what the truth is about his super mode, how to tap into it, or the alternate way to tap into it, you know, more reliably than just his anger, because the anger has been flaming out. It's not working anymore. And uh, it gives George a chance to see that, like, Domun's able to attain this uh, state, even though Domun is, you know, usually rash and temperamental, unlike George, who's more methodical and who's full of honor and who pretty much always contains his composure. 
or retains his composure. And uh, having Maribo be this foil for George and having uh, George seek to stop him by killing him when there was an alternative route um, was really positive. You know, so Maribo had been <laughs> had been uh, sentenced to a thousand years of hard labor, um, which I don't know if that's something possible in the universe of uh, Mobile Fighter G Gundam or not, but or if it was just like a, a signatory thing or just a sign, you know. To, to ward off others, like, look, this guy did this awful thing, he's getting this extreme punishment, uh, you know, let that be a lesson to you. So, setting aside Neo-France's penal system, or penal code, uh, it was really an effective way to bring that about, because Domun, uh, I think, was really able to get through to George with telling him that, hey, you, in stopping Maribo by fighting him in this way, by killing him, you are becoming just like the Dark Gundam, and I think just like Maribo, to George's mind, because I think he perceives the Dark Gundam in Maribo in much the same way as these awful destructive forces who uh, attack and destroy indiscriminately and without honor. So to wrap up, you know, the structure of the episodes, or this arc, has been presenting Doman with other characters who go through things and it highlights what's going on with him. And, you know, at the end of the episode, Rain asks him, you know, how did that super mode, how do you access the super mode when you were with George trying to stop him? And, uh, I like that she's calling it out because we don't know and he doesn't know. Uh, and I like his response even better, which is, I don't know. I still don't know enough about my super mode, but like, I think I'm getting there. I think I'm starting to understand it and I need to keep working at it. Uh, I really like the humility. I like how focused he is on the fact that he just has to put in the work to get the results. And, I don't know, it's just really pleasing to me. So to close out this review, uh, Mobile Fighter G Gundam episode 20 uh, was really good. I really liked it. It's very well structured. Uh, all that technical stuff on it, the writing is really good. It had great, fantastic visuals that I loved. Um, I wasn't super like excited about the story. There were some things that I thought were cool with it. It was a like really well-made episode, but it was just okay for me. Um, I'm kind of excited to get moving on to the next bit of the show. So I guess uh, being a little impatient, just like Doom Munkashu. So that'll be it for this episode of King of Hearts, Queen of Sorrows. Uh, if you want, you can find the playlist for this here on YouTube, or you can look for the RSS feed. There's a link to the uh, episode post and maybe even the RSS in the uh, description under it, so you can get the audio version of it only if you would prefer that. Uh, I also have a Common Writer podcast, which is live-action tokusatsu for those who do not know. It's called Another Writer Cast, and uh, there should be uh, up to the fourth Common Writer has been covered by now, and uh, yeah, you can check that out. I also am reviewing comics. I'm actually working on the Age of Republic uh, Marvel Star Wars right now. I'm going to do the third uh, on Wednesday, so you can catch that not long after you hear this. Thank you for your time and attention. I'd love to do more of this. Like, share, and subscribe to cheer me on, or give me feedback to make me stronger and smarter. Visit luminousbeings.blog for more. I link everything I do there, so if you want to comment, that's the place where I'll definitely see it.